Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Marta Studbowski, currently Chief Pharmacist and Head of Operations at CSU Health Group. Welcome, Marta. Hi, Scott. Welcome, and um, thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Now, Marta, from memory, the first time I met you, I think, was an introduction from John Coote, and at the time you were both working for Willac Pharmaceum. And as fate would have it, we seem to keep bumping into each other at pharmacy network events. So while I've got to know you a little bit, for the benefit of our listeners today, who is Marta Starbowski? Uh, yes, well, pharmacy certainly is a small world. So I think if you sort of attend a few of these conferences, you do tend to, to bump into a lot of people in the industry. Um, so I'm originally a Tassie girl. I've pretty much been in and around pharmacies since the age of 16. So one of my first jobs was out in uh, Hobart vacuuming and restocking a few pharmacy shelves. And then the rest is, yeah, always been in pharmacy. I've worked as a pharmacist across Tassie, Victoria, right up through to North Queensland, and and that was sort of full-time community pharmacy work for about nine years. I think if I look back on on that time now, I was really fortunate. My my parents used to say I moved around a lot, but I think that exposed me to working in a number of different pharmacy settings in a number of different roles as a pharmacist. Yeah, and it was really interesting. I think over that time, I've worked both in big cities and also in a number of rural communities, anywhere from six months up to about a two-year period in rural Victoria. And I, I really found that my satisfaction as a pharmacist came from developing relationships with the patients in the pharmacy, which was a lot easier to do when I worked in those rural settings. And I really enjoyed getting to know those patients, having them come back, give me feedback about what was working, what wasn't working about their health plans. But I also always had an underlying interest in the business side of things. So I moved back to Melbourne probably about 12 years ago now and have been based in Melbourne pretty much since then. And I went back to do some study in business. And partway through that time, I had the opportunity to join Willac Pharmacy Solutions as a consulting pharmacist. And that career sort of spanned with the Willac Group in Australia about 11 years. And I worked with the Willac Pharmacy Solutions team and then also moved into the Pharmacium team when that started up as well. And, you know, there may be a lot of listeners out there that I've met over my travels, certainly visited all corners of Australia over that time, saw a number of different pharmacies, shapes, sizes, brands, operating models, and really enjoyed working with those teams, implementing improvements um, in the pharmacy operation side of things. I think there's still a big potential to improve the way that pharmacies operate, and particularly when we talk about providing patient experiences and providing professional services. So, and I think it was that 
your time with Pharmaceum where I guess I got to understand what it was you were up to and, and where your passions lie, which is why I was kind of really pleased that we were able to have this chat today because I've been, I guess, around the pharmacy industry for close to 20 years now and not necessarily saying that I'm old school, but I've, I've been involved in quite a few design and layout refits and brand uh, rebrandings of pharmacies. But one of the things I liked about the work that you were doing was that it wasn't about what the brand was on the front of the of the, um, the building. It was actually designing the customer and the workflow around the dispensary. And, and that was certainly one of the things that you opened my eyes up to a little bit about that. So if we, if we just start chatting, I guess, initially about that time there, how did, I guess, your impact or your, your design impacts or your technology impacts kind of come about with that uh, pharmacy role? It's definitely an area I am extremely passionate about. To work with pharmacists, in a way that helps them improve the operational efficiency of the pharmacy. And that involves a number of different things. You know, it's the layout and the workflow in the dispensary. It's the layout of the front of shop. It's the training and of the pharmacy team, the understanding that the team has about what the overall strategic goal is of the business. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts that really need to align to make a pharmacy work efficiently and effectively which I think then gives the owner and the people working in the pharmacy a lot of satisfaction in, in their day-to-day tasks. But it also gives the, the patients and the customers satisfaction and, and really great experience coming through the door. So again, one of the things, I guess, in your notes that we we're going to just talk about today that I really liked, and again, I'm, I'm going to, I guess, work on the basis that this came out of that time. You, know, you feel that it's really important to have for any business to have a really clear understanding of what they want to achieve. So whether it's a redesign of the dispensary, a redesign of the pharmacy, or I guess as per the discussion today, looking to implement some form of technology, I think your quote was that it's really important that a pharmacist and a team have a clear understanding of what what, what they want the technology or the redesign to achieve because it's not the ultimate solution, but it's part of the solution. So does that, that still sits right with you today? Yeah, absolutely. Look, There's such a broad range of technology that can be applied to pharmacies to improve overall operational efficiency. I mean, we have digital script management platforms, digital health itself is taking off, online presence of the business, various health tech diagnostic equipment, automation, obviously, for picking stock, packing stock. But I think the most important thing, you know, the take-home message for listeners today, I think, is that technology alone won't solve the problems and it won't transform your business. If you're got a chunk of money you want to spend thinking that's going to be the silver bullet it's not technology can be a tool and it supports a really good strategy it supports an engaged team and it can help deliver that exceptional patient experience but it's just another tool and I think it's really important like we said that the business has to have a clear understanding of what it's wanting to achieve overall that has to be really clearly communicated to the whole business and I know you know I might sound like a broken record there and It's a very cliche thing, you know, communication, communication, but it really (laughs) is key. I have seen it time and time again. People ask me, oh, so what have you seen successful pharmacies do and what have you seen that hasn't worked when when pharmacies implement change? For example, my time at Willac with with automation. And really, if I could name the number one thing, it was communication. You know, owners forgetting or getting caught up in the plan and the excitement of what they're wanting to do and forgetting to actually effectively communicate that to their team. But then also remembering, communicate that to your customers. If you're implementing technology to improve the business in some way, 
make sure your customers understand that you're doing that because you're investing to provide them with a better service or a better experience. And that's your key differentiator from perhaps the competitors down the road. So communication really is is a gold nugget in this whole process. Process, yeah. And Um, I think one of the other notes that you raised there was that, and this kind of really resonated with me from my time, is that technology can be really daunting for some people. Change can be daunting for some people. So again, if you can have all of the best laid plans to redesign, relay out, introduce some form of new technology. But if your customers aren't on board, and most importantly, if your team aren't on board, it can actually have a reverse negative effect, can't it? Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day, there's a key pharmacy owner or a, you know, a few partners. But for most customers, the face of the business are the frontline staff. So they're the staff serving at the front register or they're the staff serving at the you know scripts in, scripts out counter. They're the staff circling around the floor helping um, your customers. And that's not necessarily always the person in charge that has made that decision to implement technology. So I think, again, coming down to that communication, making sure all the staff understand the purpose of the technology, how it's going to relate to their day-to-day work, and, and you want them to be excited and you want them not to be scared that oh, it's going to take part of my job away or part of the, the business needing me. I think, like you said, people can find it a bit daunting. You know, if I had a dollar for every time a staff member said to me, oh, I'm not very good with computers. I don't know how I'm going to go with this new thing that they're implementing. Um, so just reassuring staff and providing hands-on training, providing yeah, I guess that background knowledge, so so the staff feel confident and that's that's the way that they get excited. Um, I liken it to a lot, you know, everyone that's worked in pharmacy has some sort of product training over the years. You know, if you've tried something yourself, how much better you are at recommending and talking to a customer about it. And it's really no different with technology. If I think back again to the times of robotics or any sort of hardware tech infrastructure that you put into a pharmacy the customers might go oh what's what's that I see up the back there that you've put in you don't want the staff to go oh I don't know it's some big thing and you know who knows if I'll still have a job here you actually want the staff to take that trigger comment from the customer and go oh yeah fantastic you know the owner's invested in this fantastic technology it's actually going to make our pharmacy so much better you know you'll notice it when you come in next time and as we you know get better with it we're going to give you a better service so that will only come if the staff are on board if they're engaged and if they're comfortable and happy with what's coming so i guess on that note the the take the two takeouts for me for that would be have a clear understanding of what you want the technology to achieve because you know, I would imagine or I would suggest, not imagine that's true, these days that uh, every time a pharmacist walks in and opens up an email, there'll be something about a change to a technology platform or a new technology platform, whether it's in this day and age, e-scripts, whether it's telehealth, whether it's as, you know talking with a, another pharmacist this morning, you know, transitioning from paper-based facts to, uh, to digital faxes. It's really a case of be clear on what it is you want to achieve and don't necessarily jump onto whatever the latest fad is because the latest fad may actually not be right for you and your business. Absolutely. And that's a really good point, Scott, because, look, again, over the years I have come across conversations with owners that have said, oh, you know, oh, I suppose automation or more recently e-scripts as we've gone, you know, we've got to to get into it because that's what everyone's doing. 
but it may not necessarily be right for you. And simply saying, oh, you know, we'll do it because that's what everyone else is doing may not be right if you don't really understand the reasons why people are implementing it into their businesses or you don't really understand and haven't done your homework with the technology. I think that's a really big one. Do your homework understand what value that piece of tech is going to bring into your business. Does that fit your strategy? And is that going to help you achieve the goals that you want? And I guess then second to that is that if the pharmacist owner or the pharmacist manager or the pharmacist are not confident that, you know, what they're being asked to implement or what they're being asked to change is in their mind, you know, what they want to do, then that's going to have an immediate knock on to the, the team members as well, isn't it? Because, it? because the team are very reliant on, on the pharmacist being confident about what they're doing. Exactly. And it then comes down to if you're confident, you then are able to communicate that effectively. If your head pharmacist at the pharmacy doesn't really understand how that tech is going to align with the strategy of the business and help deliver those objectives and goals, they can't communicate that. So then that message gets lost down and it gets, you know, I guess, watered down the further down it goes onto the team. So again, you have this sort of like, oh, we might know what that's supposed to do, but, you know, it's kind of just that thing in the corner there. We're not really sure what it's supposed to do for us. Yeah, some customers use it, some don't, which is not, you know, I mean, that's just basically a waste of money. That's right. And so therefore then the second point is once you've actually, as a pharmacist or pharmacy business owner, decided or determined confidently that this is the technology that we want to implement, this is the change that we want to make, then it's just as important to make sure that everyone on the team or the majority of the team are actually excited about it because the customers are going to actually perceive that feeling, aren't they? Uh, Absolutely. That understanding by the team, it helps with acceptance of the technology implementation integration of the use of that technology into their day-to-day work and then like you said the excitement and that excitement translates I as a pharmacist I've worked in pharmacies where there has been a real I guess tension and disconnect between various little teams in the pharmacy and the customers were never really that excited coming in I was you know coming in and get served And at the same time, I've worked in pharmacies where the team was really tight, really connected, really enthusiastic, and we would have customers come in and go, oh, geez, we really love coming in here. It's it's always such a buzz feeling. So customers do pick up on the vibe. If staff are a bit nervous, they're a bit stressed, they're a little bit uncertain, that will still come through. So you're really important you have engaged and enthusiastic staff. Yeah, that's cool. And and if I can, I'll just restate your message from before. And so I'm going to put this is this is Marta Stobowski getting credit for this statement. Not mine. <laughs> technology alone won't solve your problems or transform your business, but technology as a tool to support a strategy and engage a team can deliver exceptional experiences to your customers. And I think that's a really powerful statement. And we'll make sure that that's part of the, the show notes um, with, with you know, your exclamation marks on that because I really um, thought that was a, a most powerful. But again, it ties in with what we've previously discussed. It's got to be the right technology platform and the team have got to be engaged with it for it all to work really well for your customers and your business. Absolutely. Mm, cool. So if we can, Marta, we might move on to your current role. So I guess not that I stalk people on LinkedIn, well, actually, I actually do, <laughs> but, but I did notice that you had a change of role some time ago, and uh, and I did a bit of research on the on the CSU Health Group. So I guess the two things we can talk about today is that you're working again with a technology, a digital technology company. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the mission statement, CSU Health Group. Our mission is simple yet extraordinary: enable everyday people to own their health by providing accessible and effective evidence-based programs and tools to measure 
track and improve health over the course of their lives. And, and I guess that comes down to what we're going to talk about is the, the health check station. So you're now working with CSU Health Group. What's, what's your role there and what are you doing? Yes, so I am. Um, I joined CSU Health Group a couple of months ago as Chief Pharmacist and Head of Operations. Um, and basically my role, it's a new role, so it is in a bit of an evolving stage, but it's focused around bringing the pharmacist perspective to a number of projects within the business. Um, so CSU is, I guess, loosely you could label it a health tech company. When I've had a few friends ask me, what are you doing at the moment? I think a, a good way of in, uh, describing it is they're kind of like a consumer-friendly version of the My Health Record. So underpinning the business is a, a platform, like a health portal. So users create an account on the health portal and they can use the health stations as a way of uploading medical-grade biometric data about their health. So that's things like BMI, percentage fat, blood pressure, there's an assessment about your diabetes risk, there's a mental health assessment. So there's a network of around 300 of these stations around Australia. And so patients can come in and pop down on the station, do a four-minute health check, and that uploads the data into their own health portal. And over time, that allows them to track how they're doing with their health. Um, the portal also provides them a lot of health improvement and lifestyle advice options, such as they can do a fitness planner, there's a dietary advice and all sorts of things like that to help, I guess, in general, improve health literacy and allow people to understand where their health is at and what they can do to improve it. And I guess on that basis, if I can use myself as an example, middle-aged male, towards the latter part of my career, but uh, plenty of time these days, and I'm really looking after my health and fitness as much as I can. And if I can use myself as an example, you know, my doctor's got some information, my specialist has got some information that they share back with my doctor, and then my pharmacist, who is probably the one that I talk with most regularly, um, has a level of information about me as well. But I guess at no point in time do I have one package of information so if i you know, went and visited one of these machines I, I could create my own health record effectively is this what you're saying correct yes yes and and because the devices tga accredited as a medical grade device you know that the data they're taking and the measurements such as your blood pressure is a high quality reading so yes you can track all that and if you visit them on a regular basis say every couple of months or every month you can see your progress over time and and build up a bit of a, a record there. Okay, so you said there's 300 units currently in, across Australia, and, mm -hmm. and I dare say the plans will extend. I noticed that in some cases, you know, large corporate businesses are, are putting these machines in their, I guess, rec area or, or, or team areas. And you've also got a, a program with one of the pharmacy groups at the moment. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So we've got a partnership agreement with API. The stations are currently throughout API pharmacies, predominantly Priceline pharmacies. But we certainly do about a fair amount of work with corporates. So there's obviously, particularly what we saw in 2020, the health and well-being of the workforce has been very front of mind for a number of large corporates. And what historically they have done with CSU is put health stations into either offices or certain workplaces and rotated them. So they might have a station at one central location for a couple of weeks, then they might move it to another location for a couple of weeks and rotate that around 
over a series of months. So that gives the employees the opportunity to conduct health te- health checks throughout their day. And then when the station comes back a month later, they can do another health check. And again, just build that data on how they're tracking with their health. And a, a big component of what CSU does is actually collate this data on the health of the workforce. So the value to the corporate and also to the pharmacy is that whilst it is de-identified data, so it won't tell you that Marta Stabowski came in and has a blood pressure of XYZ, it will tell you that in your pharmacy or, for example, in your company, 500 people came through this month and did a health check. This is the age group. This is the the key risk factors and also compares them to what the benchmark standards are, how that for pharmacies, for example, how your pharmacy compares to others in the geographical area, in a national Australia-wide area and so forth. So that can be quite interesting and, and useful for both the pharmacy from a business point of view, but also for the corporate for then initiating employee health and wellbeing programs. Programs, absolutely. So if we then took that to a pharmacy level, and you, and you mentioned at the moment that it's, it's, they're rolling out through API and particularly Priceline outlets, mm-hmm. does it share? So if I wanted to share my information, so if I, if a, if a Priceline pharmacy is my pharmacy, am mm-hmm. I able to share that information with my pharmacist or would I, does it sit with me solely? No, it sits with you solely. So we're really, really... So there's a lot of emphasis in the business that the data is secure and that the patient owns the data. So the only type of data, I guess, that is shared with the business is de-identified, yeah, to show the trends and things like that. But but it would be good then from a a pharmacy point of view, almost as a point of difference, because if you could, as a pharmacy, a community pharmacy, get as many of your customers to actually log on and create your account, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, your willing customers are going to be almost a bit of a, a benchmark within your pharmacy. And as you said, then, then tell you that you know, your age dem- demographic for clients, it could be this and, and the, the health condition for that age demographic is this and or there's an opportunity here because you've got a group of, and, and I know there's a, a pharmacy in Canberra, I'll think about which one it is at the moment, that, that is you know, specifically focusing on, on men's health, even though in reality it's a very small proportion of their pharmacy, but mm-hmm. they're seeing that as an as a, um, you know, a customer or a patient care opportunity for them as well. So, so gathering this data around your pharmacy and your local community would actually identify opportunities for healthcare, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think that evidence-based data is certainly helpful for that, I guess, strategic insight. So you do have a better understanding of what potential opportunities could work with professional services for your yes. pharmacy. Yeah, and, and again, the reciprocal side of that is that if, if I've got my little kind of you know, health package database and I'm, I'm assuming it's cloud-based, so I've got login access to it, so I could actually take that to my doctor or to my specialist or to my pharmacist and say, here, I want you to, to see I've been having these metrics checked on a monthly basis and this is where I'm at. So you, so you can still share it with them, but you actually be sharing it with them off your, I guess, you know, smartphone or... Absolutely. Or Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's actually a big part of some development work that CISO are doing this year as well, is trying to enhance the features of that portal and the the reporting that the user can display and, and how they can, perfect example of what you said, you know, take your smartphone into your doctor and say, look, this is what's happening. Or And I guess that the benefit of that is also because a lot of the time people are going to these stations and taking, for example, if we use blood pressure of their own accord, 
quietly, comfortably by themselves. There's no doctor or pharmacist or other sort of healthcare profession looking over them. It takes away that bias of the white coat syndrome that if yes. you know, often people go to the doctor and they get a bit nervous, oh, I'm going to get my blood pressure taken. So, yeah, so there, again, you know, adds to the validity of the data. Yeah, so what, and again, can, can you, if I, the question would be is that what, what are the metrics that are actually checked by the, the health check station? Yep, uh, so it's height, weight, that calculates the BMI, right, yep. uh, blood pressure, body fat composition, diabetes risk assessment, yep. stress test, so there's a mental health stress test. Yep. And there are a couple of other features that are in the pipeline as well, Imagine. as well as some other external products that will allow users to test other data so that's a bit of a watch this space yeah and, and look on that basis for the listeners today um, in our show notes for the podcast we'll include a link to cc health group website i found it actually pretty informative and I, I could see pretty clearly and pretty quickly what we were discussing today so as much as it's hard to visualize things on a podcast the website's quite good as well and, I, and i'm imagining if someone listening today wanted to get in contact with you i'll include your linkedin contact in the show notes as well as probably as good as option as any or, or just uh, do feedback through the uh, the CSU health group website yeah, no, LinkedIn is fine. I, um, I'm happy to give you my email as, as well. So, yeah, yeah, always happy to have a chat and reconnect with fellow pharmacists out pharmacists there. Right. Absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, so, so as much as you may not actually be dispensing today, you're still certainly very actively involved in the pharmacy space from that. Yes, absolutely. I think, as I said to a friend, you can take the girl out of the pharmacy, but you can't take the pharmacist out of the girl. So that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, um, and so we're coming to the end of our time today. I guess if, if there was a wrap-up section, you know, Marta, where are you still passionate in terms of pharmacy and technology? What's a, a one message or a couple of messages that you'd love pharmacists to hear from you today? I think, Scott, I still, to, to sum it up, I'm still hugely passionate about helping pharmacists operate their pharmacies in a way that's not only profitable but allows them to offer professional care and an exceptional experience to their patients. And that not only will provide them satisfaction, it will provide satisfaction to their team and it will provide satisfaction to their patients. And I've seen it work and I know it works. Yeah, no, that's great. All right, Marta, thanks for chatting with us today. I think uh, we'll be watching uh, CSU Health Group and Marta Stobowski with a lot of interest during uh, 2021 and uh, see what comes up. And uh, if there's an opportunity to chat again later this year, I'd, I'd love that opportunity to do so. Fantastic. No, really appreciate the opportunity, Scott. Thank you very kindly for inviting me along today. My, my pleasure. Thanks, Marta. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series, or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.